Welcome back to The House Podcast, episode number 25. I'm your host, Josh Handler, one of the founders of the Handler Zimmerman team over at Keller Williams in Massapequa. Everyone's saying this market is absolutely bananas, and it still is. If you're looking to possibly buy, sell, invest, if you have a house that has dog shit all over the steps, you name it, we still want to buy it. If you're looking to sell your home for top dollar in this market, reach out to us. We want to take care of you. If you're looking to buy in this market, of course, we got you. Give us a call, 516-732-6398. We'll be more than happy to help or answer any questions you have about the market in general. Now, today's episode is with a up-and-coming, I would say, developer. He's basically fix and flip. He is a contractor. He wants to get into rentals. He wants to basically do everything anybody who's in real estate wants to do, financial freedom, and that's the end goal. So we had the pleasure of working together recently on a house that he uh, did in Belmore, and uh, thanks for coming on. So we have George from ESG Development. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Glad to be here. So forward doing this podcast with you. No, I appreciate you coming on. So, you know, let's dive right in. So I don't know, like when we first met, we didn't know, I, I don't really know like backstory. I know like right, you did, right. you know, construction, you, you know, you made this ridiculous house and you know, we were able to work together and sell it. But what was, what did you do before construction? Have you been in construction all your life or? No, no, I haven't been in construction all my life actually. My first job out of college, I went to school and I was, I was a manager at Wendy's. Manager at Wendy's. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous now, but that's what I did because that's the only thing I could get. Because then when I graduated, I just needed a place to go. I had to pay some bills, and that's the job I could get. Okay. So, and I, and I did that for about a year, but it was not for me. I mean, a lot of people do it, more power to them, but it's it's not what I wanted to do, right? And I decided to go back to school because at that time, people advised me, like, well, if you want to get more opportunity, you got to go back to get your master's, and then. Because I was always thought that's gonna be like a finance guy, right? The financial okay. world, the Wall Street, you know, those traders, those my thing. And um, so, when you were going to school, is that what you thought you were gonna do? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so that's what happens. A lot of people they have like they don't know what they want to do. They think they want to do something, but then when they try it, they don't like it. Yeah. But most people actually stay in that job, so that's the problem. You know, I didn't do that. Well, they're scared of risk. They're scared exactly, of change. Yeah. So when I went to school, I got my MBA. And it was much better. Actually, I got a lot of job offers because with master degree, you're you know, much more uh, demanded your services. <laughs> and I went to work for a company in, 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 in Manhattan. But again, I looked around. There are people sitting in the cubicles for 15, 20 years. And I'm like, that's not, not for me. So for me. <laughs> I was disappointed, right? I put six years of my life. I got, you know, two degrees. And I, I was just not what I wanted to do. Well, at the end of the day, even if you're working for somebody and you have a great job, if you're not happy, I mean, you only get one life, exactly. you know? So people that they wake up every day and they're miserable to go to work. Like, yeah, you may be making, you know, six figure salary, but you have a cap, right? You're always gonna be working to make more money for the for the top guy. I agree hundred percent. And that's what happened to me. I was making decent money for that time. I was, you know, out of school, and but I just didn't like it. It was not for me and I left. I just gonna take it and I give you credit for that because a lot of people, man, they will not leave. Saying. But at that time, like I was, I was maybe 22, 23. Like I was young, but it was not like you know I was healthy and I thought I can just find something I like to do, right? Right. And I was, I remember this day, I was sitting in my apartment. I had like I don't know a few hundred dollars left to pay rent, and my roommate was like <laughs> nervous, no job, like what's this guy gonna do? <laughs> so I'm reading this. Back then it was like you know newspapers, looking yeah, for yeah. a job basically. 
and I was in Brooklyn and uh, I see this advertisement they're looking for a salesperson then there was a tile store well, the guy would bring tile from China and he would sell to like wholesale to other stores okay and they wanted specifically a Russian speaking person and I spoke Russian but I never saw anything in my life I'm like let me just try it. I gotta do this <laughs> I have no other recourse and I thought like sales would be perfect because you don't have to sit in the office just go out and meet people and you know try to sell them your product 100 percent. that's why i love real estate every single day is different you're, you're not going to the same deal same thing for you probably with construction wise different clients exactly. different house yeah, yeah. different deal it's always different so i went to this uh you know meeting for interview and i was like prepare resume i was trying to but the guy just didn't care about any of that he's like <laughs> can you sell i'm like i think so he's like i'm gonna give one month this isn't the number you have to bring in for my company he gave me like thirty thousand dollars in in his products, whatever. If you can do that, you're hired. That's it. Is that there's no. That's it. You cannot learn this. If you if you're a salesman, you are. If not, you're not. So I'm like, all right, well, that's fair enough. So I go out and they give me little pamphlets. They give me like you know samples of tiles they were selling. And, and this is before no no construction background. No, I'm not even. This is my first experience in any construction. Okay. So I go out there and they send me like South Brooklyn where you know Russian areas are and there's a bunch of stores and they told me like that's your area you gotta bring some sales in, <laughs> but that was not really formal training nothing and I just but what I liked about it I had a freedom he said you don't even have to come to the office all you gotta do is just come once a week to tell me what you do who you sold what you, and that's it and I loved it and then another thing I liked about it potential is unlimited right I was getting a commission basically cut mm -hmm. so the more I sell the more money I make. Right. And that's what I liked about it because when you work in the office, sometimes, even at Wendy's, they would make you work 60 hours because, you know, somebody called up, whatever. Yep. But they would not give you any overtime or anything because they would just try to, like, write it off. And, yeah, like, oh, this is your salary. Exactly. Yeah. But in, in sales, obviously, it's up to you. You can make 100000 a month. You can make $1,000 a month. So yep. whatever it is you decide to do, that's that's what it is, basically. hundred Like, that's why real estate, when I got into it, like, I loved it so much because if you bust your ass exactly. and you hustle, the sky's the, like you can literally make five hundred thousand dollars a year. You can make you know you can you. There's literally no limit. As much as you want to work, you can make as much as so you want. That's what I like about sales. And I'm like, listen, I'm gonna become best salesman I can. And I start learning. You know, I'm watching videos, reading books, talking to people in the company that are working. And but it was not easy because when you do nothing ever is. I mean, it's I had like samples of tiles. I go to the store, but the the problem with that setup is that. When you go, there's a million tiles. So if you're not there and the customer comes in, so I would try to like use tricks. I would put my tiles up front, like hide somebody else's <laughs> things. Like I would try to become friendly with the people, like salespeople in the stores. Yeah. You so try, try to do whatever like, you can. You want the sale. But I didn't. It would then like it didn't go as quick as I thought, right? I was, I was getting frustrated. But then I'm just like, there has to be some other way, right? And how long were you there for? Um, no, I in company I was about five years. But oh, okay. In the beginning, like I said this setup that they all go to the stores it was not really like it's hard to get your stuff sold because there's other a lot of competition and i was driving back i remember there's an ocean park in brooklyn it was a big building somebody was building condominiums right so i'm like this guy has to buy a tile somewhere so <laughs> i'm gonna go out and bring my samples and try to sell it to him that, that just like was a this came in my mind out of nowhere and i thought wow what if i can do that so I go in and there's like construction going on. People are like, what do, you, what do you want? I'm like, listen, I'm selling tiles. This is my name. They're like, the guy who makes decision is not here. So I left my car with the foreman. I'm like, listen, please just give it to him. We have good service, good quality tile. And just, you know, tell him coming back. I said, okay, no problem. So I go there. I wait one day, two days. Nobody calls me, but that's like 
my only chance to make the quote that they gave me. The quote, okay. Like, I gotta get the sale, <laughs> no matter what. So I go back and I find this guy. I'm like, listen, remember I come like a couple of days ago, and he's like, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't want your tile. And I was sorry. I'm like, oh, and I was frustrated. So I was walking out and I see my pamphlets is he put in the garbage. So he never gave he it never to me. Never gave it to him. I'm like this, man. <laughs> so I devised a plan. I'm like, I gotta talk to this main guy. So I'm gonna park my car here tomorrow morning and wait and wait for him. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know who he is, but at some point he's gonna come here. And I and I did that. And this like that's the decision that you gotta make sometimes. You know, if you want something in life, you gotta become a little bit different. Yeah. And I I parked my car in the morning. That day I was waiting for these people coming and out. I'm like, uh, I, I cannot identify the guy. <laughs> and then I remember there's like today, there's a fancy car comes comes in. Like I never saw the car like this. I can usually identify if it's a Ferrari. This car I couldn't, but I knew it was like sports car, fancy car. And this guy comes out. I'm like, this has to be the boss. <laughs> this is the owner. <laughs> so I'm running up to him. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, who the hell are you? I'm like, listen, my name is this. I sell tile and I was trying to get to you. I was here yesterday, day before, three days in a row. Please give me five minutes of your time. And he's like, all right, what, what do you have? And then I showed him my samples. He's like, I have a partner. Just come to our office and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. And I, that was it. That's what I needed because if you get me. You just got to get that first step. Exactly. You got to get your foot in the door because we had, at that time, tile was good. Price was good because he was bringing firsthand and then the others would resell it. So this guy was getting much wholesale price. There was right. no reason for him to say no to the tile. Right. I just had to make sure he knows who I am and what I have to sell. And Agreed. that's that's what we need to do. And he, they bought it. They bought like 6,000 square feet and they had other buildings he was working on and he recommended his friends and that's it. It took off. That's awesome. And I never looked back after that. But what happened is after a few years, what I realized is no matter how much money I make, my boss will always make more always money. Always make more, yeah. <laughs> and I started thinking about how can we like, because I feel like I can do this on my own. I don't need them anymore, right? Like, like you said, you work for somebody else, and then somebody else comes, you like offers better yeah. conditions and, and terms. And if they're not giving, they're, if the upper person, even for us, if the upper person's not giving you more value, there's a reason to stay with them. If you're just, you know, on autopilot and you you're self-sufficient, you do everything yourself, and you don't need them, but you just keep making them more money. That's when people start thinking, oh, do I really need to stay here? Can I do something else? Can I make more money if I do it on my own? But yeah, if you're giving it, it, them value, they're always going to want to stay. Because I was commissioned my state same as it was four years ago. I, I was making but I was making more sales and more money because I was doing it, not because he was appreciating me more. Right. But I want to give him a chance. I spoke to him and he said, listen, that's what I can pay you. If not, you can go. And very upset. Me. Okay, I'll go then. And I left and I opened my own company. And I was starting like selling tiles I had a tile store set up and then I really started thinking how to make how to offer more services and goods because people like me they will buy from me if I sell them a car or house whatever right but in construction I mean in, when I was selling tiles right they always asked can you do cabinets countertops this this oh, yeah, yeah. so I grew I bought actually a shop countertop shop I still have I bought a countertop shop I hired people that were making countertops we started selling cabinets we added bathrooms, we added uh, like toilets, showers, everything. And then people are asking me, well, can you install it? Mm. So naturally it was the next step to get into this business, right? I partnered with a friend of mine, he was a GC many years. It took a hell of a convincing to him to leave his job to partner with me. Right. And then we opened that business and that took off. And then I got into commercial construction. I made people like the- How long were you doing 
the job when you first started, when you, you know, partnered up with him and you were, you know, selling the tile, selling the bathtubs and, you know, doing the bathrooms, the kitchens, the right. cabinets. That, that's, like I said, it was kind of gradual. We kind of got okay. but then I kept my tile business. I don't have it anymore. I sold it because there was too many things going on. But I still have my countertop business and we still have well, hundreds of countertops. And, but the way I set it up, I have basically people working for me. I just manage them. I don't right. Know. That's another thing, kind of another topic. Once you become, you set up a system where everybody works, your job is just to grow your brand, go to the meetings, bring new clients, yep. kind of, you know, grow your scale up, basically. You don't do any physical work. I don't do any physical work anymore. Right. My day consists of going to different job sites that I have, kind of quality control. Yeah. If the guys need anything, my foreman, listen, what well, how, how, how else are you supposed to grow? If you're working on the job, how, how are you going to appointments? How are you going, yes. you know, trying to meet new people? Right. Some people think that it's, you know, if they stand there and build a wall, they save a little bit of money. But I can go out and bring 10 walls to build and hire people to build it, right? Right. So that's the, you get into this, like, management ideas. You get into things that where you can, how to scale up. Like, if you want to become really, like, make a lot of money, I'm talking about millions of dollars, that's the way to do it. You are not going to be able to do it if you work yourself physically. Yeah, 100%. one you. Only one you. Yeah, you need to have the right people in place. And I feel like that's with all our jobs. Like, we were speaking about this before, you know, before we started recording. Yeah. You know, same thing with real estate. You know, we want to build a team. And as long as we keep giving the team leads and reasons to stay with us, you know, with, you know, social media and this and that, you know, you can grow it to 100 agents. And if you're making a percentage of every agent, if they're selling property, now you, you're going to be more focusing on putting systems in place to manage exactly. you know those agents not physically out there running around with buyers looking to buy a house exactly if you can figure out how to do that when others work and you make money by just like managing the whole setup you have built that's the way to do it and a lot of people most people let's say you know they talk about um, jeff bezos and whoever like the steve jobs they didn't like work they were just thinking what can i make new yeah. invent something idea or service that because you can always find workers, man. Workers is not, it's the workers are everywhere. What you cannot find is mind that can come up with things that everybody wants and everybody needs. So that's, you should be main focus and that's how you really scale up. Yeah, it's, it's true. You could always find somebody, if you have the idea, you could always pay somebody to put your idea, you know, to work. Exactly. You know, you just need Ideas to... Ideas are scarce. Workers are everywhere. <laughs> it's put so that, true. Put that. <laughs> so that's the, the, the thing. And then, like I said, and then we, we grew construction business. I had a connection with Planet Fitness. I know we started building that. And then I got, like, when you make a lot of money, next step is, like, to invest it. So I got into flipping. I did a couple flips, and they did phenomenal. How many have you done so far? So, I know we just did the Belmont one, but... Yeah, yeah. This is my fourth flip. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not, like, full-time flipper, but I'm actually trying to get through that. And then, because flipping, what differentiates from actual construction? Because when you deal with the people that come to it, like, I don't like this wall, I don't like this, you know, change it, that, that's very complicated. Like, right. No matter how much patience you have, you're going to get frustrated. <laughs> But uh, when it flips, you just build it. They can complain after, but they, it's don't, it, don't buy it. Right, <laughs> That's it. exactly. That was my answer. People that complain about this and that. Well, before when you used to have like, we still do. Right now we do actually, we focus on high-end clientele. I do a lot of jobs in the city, you know, jobs of like three, four hundred, five hundred thousand renovations. And these people are like, they're not regular people. You cannot like, they have 20 lawyers on board, this and that. They I know that it. one house that you just did in, yeah. uh, where was it, in uh, Manhattan? Yeah, the guy made The guy was yellow. I mean, the guy spent uh, the guy spent $500,000 to redo this house and he painted it yellow. Yeah, he wanted the one wall green, <laughs> one yellow. I mean, it's, but 
Listen, as long as you paint, we'll paint it. We'll, we'll paint whatever color you want. <laughs> We're getting paid for it. So I'll tell my guys, listen, just, just do it. Okay? I know it's kind of weird and you think it's stupid, but we need to do it because that's what they want. And yeah. they pay for it. If they pay for it, they can have whatever they yeah. want. <laughs> as long as you paint, we, we'll break it and build it again. No problem. <laughs> that happened also before. So. Jesus. But yeah, right now I'm actually focusing on building my flipping business and like you said in the end, the end game is rental because I've been reading up a lot about the long-term wealth, generational wealth and that's the way to go if you can set it up because you could be rich but there's difference between rich and wealthy, right? I could be yeah. making 500,000 but if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, that's it because yep. I generate myself. Right. When you're wealthy, you have investments, you have rentals and even if you get by a bus those people you're making money while you're sleeping exactly people pay rent so that's my next step and i've been working on that i'm looking to purchase some properties so always like you gotta have uh, some kind of success is not one thing let's say i made five hundred i i'm stopping that's not success success would be can i make seven hundred thousand next year can i make million dollars right so it's, it's never ending process at least for me it's like your steps, you reach the milestone, then you get another one, and that's it. And you just keep going till, till you die again. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, for me, you know, for success, to me, it's like, okay, once I can make whatever money I need to survive to be able to, you know, have my family, to be able to go on a couple of vacations, to be able to, if yeah. I want to go away for a month, and we, we're not, if I'm not physically working, you still live your life and you're still bringing in enough income. Yeah, let's say in your case as a realtor, you want to have a big team or team strong enough that you can go for two months away and they still work and everything's fine. Nobody's complaining. Where is Josh? Josh is not here. Things are falling apart. Right. So that's that's the goal. Like and that's for me is I'm also looking to hire always hire people that can rely on themselves. First. Yes, 100%. If I have to go for a month on vacation, I come back and everything's in place like I never left. That's perfect. That's success and that's that good management. But if you're doing everything to like yourself and you're everywhere, that's first of all, it's very stressful. Yeah. And like I said, you may make a little bit more money, but in the grand scheme of things, it's it's. Yeah, you're always going to be working to to try to get the next, you know, the next piece. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to get to the point where you know my kids have all this stuff already for them. I don't want them to be spoiled, but I want them yeah, to like, feel like I'm I'm first generation immigrant, so I don't expect okay. it to be like I came to this country. I was like 16 and. But obviously, like you said, I don't have my children go through these things and I want them to have a good life. But at the same time, they'll have to work for their money. Exactly. Yeah. You have to work, but at least... Nothing was given to me. Nothing right. going to give to that. Exactly. Like if you work, if you, as long as you work, you can have all this, you know, you can have all this, but you still have to work, exactly. but you'll have, you, you know, think, now your kids' kids will be a little bit more. Nothing is... Uh, I was washing dishes in college because I, you know, I had to... My parents were far away. I couldn't, they couldn't help me. They didn't have in mind to help me. So I was doing things that... I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. The only difference is I never thought I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Be right. a dishwasher, work at Wendy's. This, this is what I got to do for just right now to exactly, get by. Exactly, exactly. So there is no shame in working. There is shame in not working and, you know, leeching off somebody else. Yep. Uh, like I said, a lot of people don't realize, man, this country is the biggest economy in the world. You know how much money circulates? Trillions of dollars. And if you can figure out how to get one million, two million, ten million, this is tiny percentage so tiny it is not that hard there's so much money out there yeah exactly money is printed it's out there you don't have to figure it out even when we can't afford it they just print more of it so there's plenty of it that guy was when you say making money we're not making money money is made you're yeah. not allowed to make money money is made you're just trying to collect us it. mint and they wouldn't work in overtime making it. 
So right now, money's out there, like you said. Yeah. You just have to figure out the ways, and the best way is to provide service. If you're good at solving problems by providing service with a realtor or a construction, people will give you their money. You just have to show them that you can solve their problems. And that's the bottom line. If I, let's say you go to a meeting and they have some issues, this and that, some people will kind of, they, they'll sense it basically. Are you the right guy or not the right guy? Right. And that's the, that will differentiate you from other people. Right. And then, and then they give you money. Trust me, people and have a lot of money. They open up the wallet. <laughs> people have a lot of money, man. Like, let's say I just had a guy's a meeting with a guy. He wants to renovate his apartment. He bought it for like, I think $6 million in the, in the city. 95% people would not touch this anything. It's a beautiful apartment. I would not even change it. He wants to rip it apart. He says, I just went my way. So he has a lot of money. If he bought it for six and he's going to spend another 500 to renovate it. So what I need to do is just convince him that I'm the right guy for the job and I can solve all his problems. Right. He wants to put a hot tub in his terrace. He wants to do <laughs> pool. He wants to hang some uh, fireplaces from the ceiling. This is like stuff that nine bloggers say I couldn't do it. But I'm like, listen, we'll do it. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. You pay, we'll find a way. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good slogan. You pay, we'll find a way. It's always like this. So like it's, like we just, you know, the greed, money's out there. Yeah. It's not a problem. A lot of people have a lot of money. You just have to figure out to come up with a service or product that people need, people want, and they'll give you money for it. 100%. Now, obviously, you've been doing very well. You've been, you know, getting jobs after job after jobs. You know, so obviously, your quality of work speaks for itself, right? Yeah, that's also so, important. Obviously, you know, I saw your work for the first time when we, you know, put the Belmore house on the market and it was beautiful. And I even told you, it's too much for the area. Like you went, you go, you went overboard, how, how beautiful it is. Yeah, People don't yeah, appreciate it. That's, you know, a lot of times it's still, I, I can't, I got carried away because I, I wanted to build perfect house, but what's perfect for me is not perfect for you. Right. But leading up to that, what have, you know, obviously for me, social media has been a big thing in business for now. Like I used to post everything myself for the first two years while I was in business. And then I was like, you know what? I really want to take it to the next level. Started hiring, you know, people to do, manage all my social media, manage everything. And then I ended up, you know, hiring Juliana, who's filming our podcast right now to literally run everything to the point where every, any company is going to probably do it better than I can. And it's going to look more professional and literally to make good content all the time. It's like a full-time job. So, you know, I wanted to take, us to the next level so now people can see me from who you know they go on my instagram they could get a feel of who i am yeah. plus they see all of our sales and you know when they call me they feel like they know me already it's not like they're meeting me for the first time because they almost they look at all the stuff i'm doing this and that they're like oh i like this kid you know let me give him a call you know what have you seen you know is the best way for you have you gotten business you know been scaling your business and now i know you're getting into the social media and you know you're posting yeah, more etc but I just uh, probably in January I opened my Instagram. I didn't have it before. I had my personal, but it's different for my business. And uh, I'm I'm really kind of trying to grow you know, my social media following and try to post stuff. But it's kind of you know, social media is really highlight real, right? Nobody yep. posts you the jobs I didn't get. You're not posting the house you didn't sell. Right. Everybody posts stuff that oh I got this job. I'm doing this. So it's it's kind of. It's, it will help people to see who you are, but not not really because right. they don't see the failures. They're only seeing the good exactly. stuff. Exactly. Nobody's gonna post stuff they you know they, they couldn't. You know what? Out. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe we should post the stuff that we don't get, and people will that's really a, understand. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're not gonna post oh, this house didn't sell for a lot of didn't ask this. 
but again that's what people do and but i try to make it like post stuff i'm working on my projects we do and it will help people to see like you know where we at but for me it was big it's basically recommendations like from others if you do well for a person that's why i was telling a lot of referrals and this job is going to give us 10 more jobs so that's how you gotta look at it especially when we work with the high-end customers they're very picky who they're going to work with so if they have somebody that already you know their friend had a good experience they're gonna most likely go go with the same person so for me it was word of mouth basically a lot of uh, I, you know customer service and i always try to meet like go to my job sites make sure that you know people are comfortable because a lot of times you have to explain what you're doing how you're doing like what's the process that and there's a lot of change orders as well sometimes right like the most part when people think they're gonna pay you know and you have to go to me listen you want this but we have to change it. it's gonna yeah then if you want to paint this wall three times i mean i can do it but obviously it's not gonna be free because it's my time my labor my guys i could be doing something else so that's uh, i i always focus on customer service talking to people you know it has to be respectful a lot of times it's not a nice conversation because they were they were expecting something else in their head and it came out not that way they might yell at you they might go crazy that's why I'm trying to get into flips where nobody's yelling at me for no reason. Sometimes there is a reason, but <laughs> when you do that, you just build a house and that's it. If they want to sell it, they can sell it. If not, so that's where we're at. All right. So, um, what is the top thing? Like, where do you see ESG and yourself going? Like, what's the five-year plan? What you know? Where do you want to be in five years? Five years, I want to get into more flips and I want to get into rentals. That's my plan, I've been looking at it, but what I understand there's actually much easier to do in other states. I, uh, I had a contact in Florida. You could buy apparently a multi-unit for three, 400,000, where around here you cannot buy nothing for three, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you could buy a, a shack, you could buy a garage. Yeah, so I've been trying to read up on that and kind of, because a lot of people that are very successful in this business, they have rentals all over the country. They're right. not just, uh, you know, limited to a specific geographical area because the you know this bar method that mm -hmm. people talk about i was reading up on that trying to understand but what i realized is it's almost impossible to do it in new york there's two reasons for it there's the properties are very expensive and taxes are very expensive that's the main thing taxes yeah you know, it, so crazy. your payment almost never will be covered by a rental and you have not something left over you always have to leave some equity in the house yep Whereas in, in Florida or Texas, they go in, they do this birthing and take all the money out and they have some left over on top of it because taxes are two, three thousand dollars and properties are, you know, your payments are fifteen hundred. Yeah, a lot less. Yeah. But around here, it is, I don't know, it's impossible. It's very, very tough. Houses like five hundred thousand regular house, right? And then your taxes are usually over ten thousand. So you always have to leave some equity yep. in the house before you but a lot of people still got rentals so it's possible so you think you would want to do rental stuff out of out of new york that's what i believe i was looking in some uh, in florida i understand it's very you know and that thing is when people don't pay over there you can get them on in a week yeah. <laughs> over here they stay for a year it takes a year two or three it depends you know it's crazy now, here you Rental rights, you have none. I mean, the yeah, renters have all every they own everything, and you just have to keep paying. And which is crazy. Crazy. The people that I understand, it's hard to you know get them out, but also the people that own the houses, they also have to pay their right. mortgages, their livelihood. Like I get the rent, like the renter is like, okay, I don't gotta pay, I don't have a job, I can't go on the street. 
but then the renter, he, the owner, still has to pay. And like, why, why right. can't afford to pay pay the house? Exactly. So, where is the rights for you know? The, There's no like middle ground. It's it's just it's so one sided. Yeah. So overall, five year plan to start having how many rental properties? The more the better, man. But you have to be realistic. So I would say maybe if I can add like one or two a year, that's, okay. that's good pace for me. Now, do you want to continue in the? development of you know doing jobs etc or do you want to focus you know all your time to more flips to buy more rentals or do you plan well, on putting I, somebody in place to yeah, manage the exactly I construction? Feel like I'll, I'll, if i get into a full-time like investment as far as the flips it'd be a, it's good money if you do it right and i'm very experienced by now in, in the construction and but like you said the first the Belmont house was a little bit overkill. I mm-hmm. did some stuff. I probably literally spent twenty thousand dollars. That didn't make any difference as far as price. Right. I built the deck. I built this, the back, all this stuff. That if I wouldn't do, I'm pretty sure I would sell the same. <laughs> probably. Yeah, even listen, the the waterfall edges, you right, know, right. beautiful. You know, but, but did somebody appreciate it? But thing is, I own the shop, so for me, I just it still cost me about a thousand dollars in material. But as far as labor and right, it was just, it was nothing. Yeah. So. Even the front door was like three thousand dollar door. If I would put five hundred dollar, probably would get probably sold. Yeah. yeah, but that particular project was, you know, I had such a big spread. I just wanted to do something nice. Right, you that. did it nice. Yeah, you know, you, you you know, you left that project, and that house was perfect. Exactly, and I didn't have any regrets. What I did was, you know, and the people who bought it probably gonna enjoy it. Nice door, nice, and they get compliments. So <laughs> people, every single person loved it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this door's so heavy. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I'm not going to do it again because at some point you have to understand, you're not building perfect house, right? It's a business of profit. Right. So the money you overspend, that money you lost. Yeah, because there's money in your pocket technically. I think they say like for every thousand dollars you put in, you got to get two back basically. That's yeah. the ratio. Yeah, you want to get at least every dollar because if you're going to yeah. put in a dollar to get a dollar back, yeah, why yeah. put in a dollar? <laughs> exactly. So with that probably, I, I should have gotten like Forty thousand dollars more because I spent twenty extra, but I didn't. Right, but it's fine. Listen, I'm not. Uh, there's no regrets. I did a good job, but I'm I'm happy to show this house pictures to everybody. And, yeah, no, it came out great. No, that was a good deal. That was, you know, I don't want to brag, but I made literally over two hundred thousand dollars in one deal. That's probably never gonna happen again. But now it's what you do with that money that makes it worth it. You know, just to exactly. make that money. If you don't use it well, then whatever. Yeah. But there's two things that happened, right? I bought it in the middle of pandemic. I mean, I bought it, I stole the property. Nobody wanted to touch anything in the real estate. People were dying. Yeah, they were nervous. No one was really sure what was going to happen. Even the Chuck, my attorney, is like, I've been in business for for 30 years. There was never time where for almost a month, there's no deals happening. Yeah, everybody was, was so scared. Crazy time, you know, yeah. shut down. And but I risked it, right? I'm kind of risk taker. You know, my life, I've been doing things that others wouldn't do. Well, that's why you have such a big reward. Exactly, high risk, high reward. And then what happened also, I didn't expect to sell for so I was thinking it's gonna go for 800. Right, so you bought low because it was people were scared. Then all of a sudden people were buying and it was going By to the, the time roof. It was ready to go to market. I got almost 90,000 over asking, like what I was expecting to get. So I had a very large spread. Right. So that's another thing, like sometimes you gotta make quick decisions. If you would linger about, you know, should I take this house or not? You just gotta go for it. And you have to believe in yourself, believe the process. Because you know, they say that self doubts kill more dreams than actual failures do. It's true. A lot of people are doubting their ability to do something and... A lot of people are just scared to take that yeah. chance. I've been written up a lot lately like on self-development and it's actually, a lot of people think it's BS, but it's not. It, it helps you, it helps you to become a person that you want to become. Like you have to read up on 
different you know authors that talk about how it's, you have to believe like you have to believe in yourself you have to believe you're the best you have to believe that nothing can stop you yeah and actually at some point you're gonna become a person you think you want you're gonna believe it yeah and it, it's really helpful it changes your mindset it changes how you speak you just sound I more confident everybody to start like just to dress properly for the person you want to be to think to act that's the first step Obviously, at some point, you're going to have to become the person because you, you cannot BS your way till you know. Yeah, unfortunately, a nice t-shirt doesn't work every time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But that's the first step, man. It's it, true. It's, it's really important, right? The self, self-doubt self is killing everything. Yeah. Listen, if, if you don't believe in yourself, how are you going to, you know, how exactly. are you going to speak to somebody exactly. and expect them to believe in you if you don't believe in your own self? That's that's the best way to put it. If you, if you think you're the best, but... I mean, if you think you're not the best, how are you going to convince like, me you're the like best? Like when we met, I was confident, like, I, how confident was I when you... No, you, no, you, listen, you know? uh, like I said, I, I liked you, your partner, and you guys were like... Because I, 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 I try to, like, see people through if they're BSing or not, because I don't have time. I, I went through all this stuff way before. I'm, I'm on a different level now. <laughs> I cannot waste time with people. But, of course, you also... You, you had some numbers behind you, right? You have a big office, you have many agents, so I, I kind of was looking at that too because I don't I'm nothing against giving people a chance, but for that particular project, I just didn't have time to know. Right, you weren't looking there to take a <laughs> chance. You were looking for somebody to get exactly. the job But it on. came out well, you know, we did it, we, we got numbers we wanted, so it's all good. So, obviously, what is the number one thing or the top two things you would recommend to somebody that's looking to start a new business or they're looking to, you know, in 2021 where everybody's on social media, etc. What's the top two things that you would recommend to somebody that's starting to open up their own business or they're looking to make a career change? You know, what are the two things they should you know, try to focus on? Great question. Number one, focus your business around your strength, right? If you're good at something, monetize that basically. If you're good at sales, get into sales. If you're a person that likes to talk to people, that kids has no fear to get in front of a camera and start building your brand online. I mean, I started doing some videos. I wasn't comfortable, really. But I felt like if I start doing it, people will get to know me on a more personal level. 100%. Because the, the major reason people are not doing business with you, they don't know who you are. 100%. I always say, if you walk into a room and they don't know I sell real estate, that's on me. Like when I see all these for sale signs around my house, and they're like, oh, why didn't they call me? Because they don't know I do real estate. I'm not telling them I do real estate. You know, if I walk in a room, everybody should know, hey, that's Josh Handler. He sells real estate, blah, blah, blah. If they don't know, you can't be mad at them. Yeah, so don't be shy. And we're in an age where it's so easy to get in front of millions of people. You yep. just flip a, a switch and you, you're out there. You know, people are going <laughs> to see you. And don't be shy, man. Talk about, brag about your you know, success because people need to know that. People like to hear that. What have you done? How many sales do you have? Because that's what will make you know people decide based on that if you have no sales a lot of people are kind of hesitant to do business with you because you just started and you know they don't have time to experiment and mm-hmm. help you out whatever people just want to prove results so if 100%. you have sales if you make numbers if you do a million dollars in construction get it out there let the people know Absolutely. that's my advice so if anybody is looking to you know remodel their bathroom their kitchen you know they're looking to add a porch a deck whatever they want to do What's the best way to get a hold of you? How do they find you on Instagram? You know, yes. How do they do Instagram it? Instagram is ESG underscore development. My number is 347-893-8140. Give me a call. I'm here. I'm ready to help. Ready, willing, and able. Awesome. That's so what I say. Obviously, uh, 
you know, I've been lucky enough to work with you, so I really appreciate yeah, it. It's, Hopefully, it's we're able to grow to more. Money, you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm looking to to keep going. Exactly, I'm not gonna stop, and you know, we have more and more to come. Exactly. So that being said, if you have a house that is falling apart, if it has CO issues, permit issues, you just want to sell it because you inherited it. It's falling apart. You don't want it. Reach out to you know. Obviously, you could reach out to George directly. You could reach out to myself. Five one six seven three two six three nine eight we would love to you know come take a look at any properties that you're looking to you know sell again if you're looking to buy a house or you're looking to put your home on the market we're always here to answer any questions that you have give us a call 516-732-6398 until next time that's a wrap